All right, the Colorado Avalanche take advantage of the Anaheim Ducks being on a back-to-back, and they have themselves a points party at Ball Arena, 8-2. to two. The depth players coming up huge in this game. We'll talk about it on this episode of Locked On Avalanche. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore on LOP and underscore Avalanche. There we go. On X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Absolutely subscribe to our subtext link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and become one of our so special insiders that gives us your thoughts on recent games, players, how they're playing, anything that's on your mind that we read up on the show. Um, all right, so let's jump into this one, Kyle. An eight to two thumping of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, like I said in the beginning, the Avalanche kind of taking advantage of Anaheim being on a back to back. That's always difficult for uh, a particular team that that's you know on the second leg of that back to back. And you know, the Avalanche, no, no apologies for it. They're gonna have to do it several times this year. Um, but for, for Anaheim, you could see it was just slipping away from them. Abs jumped on them early. Uh, Anaheim, I think gave it the old college try in the second. And that was the best that they could muster up was in the second. And the Avs kind of tamped that down. They got that third goal to, to, you know, you never know when it's two to one. Uh, you know, maybe the team gets a greasy goal, gets back into it, but the Avs got that third one. And then it was just. It was a snowball effect from there. So you feel pretty good about this one. And the Avalanche, they got out early. They they got that first goal. And the Ducks, up until this point, even going into the back-to-back, have taken a lot of pride in the fact that they're that comeback. That third period is mm-hmm. where they excel. And the Avalanche put five goals on them in that third period. And mm. got any grapes, Ducks? <laughs> that, that back-to-back just really it took it out of them. And it was... It's one of those that it's great to see the depth scoring, but with with the Avalanche being shut out, you're excited and you're looking forward to Saturday because this is two really good games that the Avalanche kind of got together. You got the depth scoring. Like, even though he was very quiet, Nathan McKinnon, he got his points too. Sure. Like, it was a top to bottom, a really good game. You want to see what this team could do against Dallas. Now it's the next challenge. Now that this team oh, has sure. figured it out, you're looking ahead to the next challenge. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but as far as this one goes, you know, the, the Avalanche have just struggled to be the first team on the board. Um, and and they they at least for this game, were the first team on the board through the eyes of Sammy G of all people. Um and that, you know that's it's so it's such a huge thing to do you know what i mean it's you just don't want to play from behind and i know like you just said with anaheim they seem to kind of like relish that recently um 
so it's not like you know you you get that first goal and then you get at least against this team that that doesn't really you know Anaheim that that that's fine like okay like that's not gonna like just shut them down and and you know just make them just cower into a corner right but what the avalanche did in that third was just we're not gonna allow you yeah you're probably tired but maybe in the back of their mind they still have that hey we've been the comeback kids for you know there's these handful of games let's see what we can do and you just did not allow that you didn't allow that at all to hang up five in any period is huge uh, to do it against a team that is kind of hanging their hat on on being able to come back on you, uh, just kind of just shut the door on on what they're known for right now. So, and the Avs knew that, and you know they they were not going to just you know relinquish this lead and just say like we're not going to let this team do it again, especially in our house. Let's amp it up even more. And boy, did they! And the Avalanche they got out like you mentioned with that Sam Gerrard goal early, and then. Yorgiev let up one on three shots and you're kind of, yeah. you got a weird feeling yeah. about that, but the avalanche, this was the first time in a while. The avalanche dictated the pace. Sure did. Of that game. And they weren't playing from behind. They weren't trying to adjust. The avalanche set the tone wire to wire. And that third period, the, the depth, the third and fourth line, they stepped up. They understood where this game was going and everybody got on the board. And it's one of those that you took the spirit out of the goalie for the Ducks. Like, you took the emotion. Like, it, you made it not fun to come back on this team. And the mm. Avalanche just kept going. There was no hesitation, no taking their foot off the gas. And this is what you need to see after the woes that you've had to this point. This is the type of game that, like, when we were talking about it, it what is going on with this team? Chris, you mentioned it, like, this roster this is not sustainable and this is not what you can expect games like you saw against the ducks is what you can expect from this avalanche team as far as shots on goals you mentioned that the you know the one goal on three shots in the first period they got that with like 32 seconds left and it was just one of those where it's like really like yeah <laughs> we've been dominating this whole period and it'd be uh, you know look look at the difference just in the difference in feeling of going into the first intermission up two to nothing compared to two to one yeah and even though you outshot them 17 to three in the first period anaheim's like we're lucky to be in this thing and look and look how they came out in the second they came out in the second like hey you know that that was a gift um and and we'll, we're gonna try to take advantage of it you got to give avalanche credit for not letting them but as far as shots on goal per period all in favor of the avalanche 17 to 3 in the first 11 to 9 in the second that's where it was a little bit closer and then 10 to 5 in the third so they mentioned half their shots went in in the third it, it was it was dominant period and here's your here's your point spread here uh for the avalanche this was one of the greatest games i think in in depth history for for the avalanche <laughs> You have Andrew Cogliano with a goal. I'll just go through them all. Andrew Cogliano with a goal. Nachuskin with two goals. Colton with a goal. Uh, Olafson with one goal. Logan O'Connor with two assists. Miles Wood with an assist. Nathan McKinnon with two assists. Uh, Tomas Tatar with an assist. Kiviranta, one goal and two assists. A three-point game for him. 
And on the defensive end, Jack Johnson with two assists. Taves with a goal and an assist. McCarr with three assists. Sammy G with a goal, and he added an assist. The only ones who did not score, Caleb Jones, Bo Byram, Jonathan Drouin, Ryan Johansson, and somehow Miko Rantanen didn't get, If you're telling me that the Avalanche had eight goals and, and Miko Rantanen wasn't going to have be involved in any of them, I would have said you're crazy. And that Kiwi Ronta stand, uh, that's also less than 10 minutes of ice time. 929. So, yeah, that's effective work. That deal's looking real good. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, like, Olafson. So uh, you had, you know, one for him, uh, Tatar with one, and then Kiviranta with three, uh, Wood with one. Like, there's so much depth scoring on here. You're, you're, it's just, it was, it was fascinating to watch it. Just goal after goal. And let me see how they were in order. So you had the Gerard one uh, was first, then the Nachuskin, Olafson, Colton, Nachuskin again. And then Kiviranta, Cogliano, Taves. It's kind of spread out. It had a uh, you know Nachuskin kind of in between all those other um, goals, but your 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 goals came from Val Nachuskin, and then depth guys, and then Gerard and Taves on the defensive end. It's just up and down the lineup. It was just everything that you want to see. And- four lines and three pairings, just playing exceptional. And when you talk about the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, what was the sentiment around that team? They could roll four lines on you. They are deep. That's why they are where they are. And you saw how the Avalanche stacked up on them when they went head-to-head. But now now that everything's starting to click and this team is really finding an identity right now, you could see why all the offseason moves were made when everybody was kind of scratching their heads on why Kiviranta. And the Colton move, the Miles Wood, where are they going to fit in? You're seeing the Avalanche, instead of being that speedy team that has super talent, they now have four lines on top of the speedy team with a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was fun to watch. Um, obviously, we have more to talk about in this game. We'll kind of get into like individual players and, and uh, how we felt that they did. And then, uh, obviously, our sound check is coming up as well. So this is going to be a good one. So we will discuss that coming up next. First, we're going to discuss Game Time and the Game Time app. And we are not kidding around, people, when we say Game Time is now our go-to app for tickets. Is it not, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? It's the best. After seeing this Avalanche win, this is the best place to get tickets for that Vancouver game when they come back home. Hey now. Hey now. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event like that Avs and Canucks game. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One of the things that Kyle and I love a lot about Game Time app, and there are a few of them, is the view from your seats. And I know some other apps do this, but the way Game Time does it, it's just seamless. You don't have to go, you don't have to click into a section and then a seat, and then the view pops up. It's just like you're scrolling the social media, and the the view from the seat is right there on the main page. It's a it's it's a thing of beauty. So download the Game Time app, create an account. 
and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So once again, create an account and redeem the code locked on NHL, L O C K E D O N NHL for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Um, let's let's talk about uh your give because he's kind of you know been a hot topic as of late, just a roller coaster ride right now. These last two games, he's obviously looked much better. And you have to appreciate the fact that the well, especially in this game that the avalanche gave up or scored eight, we're not sitting here talking about, well, he gave up four or not because four has been the magic number for the or unlucky number, I guess, if you want to say for them, just because like, you know, cause, cause then, then we're talking about that. Then we're th- yeah, they outscored them. They, they hung eight on a team. Uh, but is there something wrong with Gorgiev? Cause he let in four or he let in five, even though it wouldn't have been a big difference in the, the outcome of the game. You're still questioning that. But I think these last two games, at least for, for his confidence level, it's like, all right, now, now you know, I, I just allowed two. I can deal with that. Like that, that's, you know, it's really hockey is kind of like when you're hanging around that three, if you get three, if you can score three, things are good. Clearly it would have been in case for this game. Um, but what are you thinking about how he he's played in this game and the last two ones uh, with this one in, in the uh, Seattle game? He's improved. He's, yeah, he's been improving. And you could see that in his goal number coming down and starting out, like we mentioned, that one goal on three shots, you kind of worry. But this is this is the wonderful balance in the beautiful game of hockey. There are games that your will win this team. It'll be two nothing, three nothing. And your will stand on his head. And the Avalanche feed off that. In games where Yorgiev's confidence has been kind of, you know, in question, and he's trying to get his, you know, the goals back down. When mm. you're able to score eight goals, you're really take the wind out of the sails of the Ducks. And really, they got those two goals in the first period and the third. There was no threat all game long. But this is something that feeds into Yorgiev's confidence going into that Dallas game where the offense helps out the goalie, where you walked out of there, you gave up two goals. One was a garbage goal. You can argue the second was a garbage goal. You walked out of there looking really good, and you feel good about yourself, and they might be relying on him when it comes to that Dallas game. So I feel really good about where he's going and how he's cleaning things up. Yeah, you want to see that. Like You had that one game, the, the San Jose game, where he did he kept you in that game um not that san jose was was doing much of anything offensively but um he he kept it where it was and that's kind of what you you want to see from him so yeah he's going to win you there are going to be those games throughout the year that where he is um the guy where maybe the abs are just a little bit off uh he doesn't let it get out of control and then somehow some way the abs just find a way to fight and, and win like you, you'll see that for this one, obviously that that wasn't needed. Um, but again, I go back to they scored eight, and then you you if, if you were to give up more, you kind of forgive it. But in the back of your head, you're like, but I also wouldn't have liked to see you didn't. Yeah, eight to two, great offensively, great defensively from him. Um, defense as a whole in this game, I, I I thought was fine. They had the one the first goal that was. Uh, 
at the end of the of the first period. Um, I don't like I I went back and, and like looked at that because I'm like, how did that sh- how did that puck get through? And you saw Sam Girard, and I don't know, like he was the only there was two Anaheim Duck guys in front of the net and just Sam Girard. And he, he was he was kind of out of position himself. So it was really almost like two two Anaheim Duck guys in front of the net with a half of player. <laughs> yeah. So it's tough to say like Sammy G is supposed to take both of those guys because where's the other defender helping for for taking the one guy? But Sammy G really wasn't even covering his one guy. So you did have some like blown assignments here and there. And I only bring that up because you can't do that against Dallas because that if, if that goal against Dallas happens it's going to be tough to score goals. So you, you need to stuff like that. I'm sure Jared, Jared Benner will go back and look at and be happy with this game, but look at the goals that were scored, especially that first one. And just say like, we can't like, we got away with it today, but like those little things, like we have to have a full 60 of little things against Dallas, but overall defensively, I just, I just didn't feel like Anaheim could really hang with, with, with uh, the avalanche. And then it was tough for them to obviously generate anything. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about the little things like we're talking at the end of that first period with that garbage goal that went in, like before that happened, the avalanche were rolling to nothing. They look yeah. like incredible. And then that goal goes in and you're going into that first intermission and you realize one more goal from the ducks and this is tied up. Right, and yeah. all of that, all of that is gone. And we're we're talking about an eight to two win, but it could have easily been a two two tie in that second period, with those hinging on those little things. If you let up one more of those little things that allowed it to get to two to one, it's two to two, and we're talking about a completely different game where the comeback quack attack comes <laughs> back in that third period, and it's a completely different outcome. So those little things stack up, and it's good that you see yeah. Yorgiev standing up, and you get it's good that you see the defense standing up. But a lot of those little things affect the course of an eight to two win. Well, and then you had that that Miko double minor. Yeah, he had a double minor, and that, yeah, that that was. And like I said, Anaheim was looking pretty good in the second. Um, so that 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 was their their just golden opportunity to tie this thing up. And then it was Miles Wood. Was it Miles? Yeah, it was Miles Wood who drew a penalty. Um, on that shorthanded, he had a shorthanded opportunity. I, there a lot of people were thinking that it should have been a penalty shot. I didn't think he had enough separation. He didn't have enough separation for it to be a penalty shot. And, and, and the, you know what? The cross-checking that wasn't called that the in the in the back. The cross-checking uh, in the back yeah. that wasn't called when the ref was going the other way also could have led to a momentum swing if that yeah. was called because he was really selling it when he was on the bench. I know. And nothing like, was called. I'm not saying he didn't get cross he got cross-checked, but and then he was like pointing to his eyes or something. I'm like, what happened to this guy? I, I don't know what happened. Did did Wood cross? I think it was Miles Wood who, who cross checked him, right? He yeah, uh, he used that 1980s WWF poison spray and just blew it in his face. Did he cross check him so hard in the back that it just came out his eyes or something? Like, it was so confusing to me. And I don't know if he has a a history of something, but it was weird. But I, I going back to that double minor. Um, and and Wood with the breakaway, and then they called holding. And I know a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, this should have been a penalty shot." I didn't want the penalty shot, yeah, because you, now now you're playing four on four for two minutes, and you had a double minor. 
Yep. So you're killing because if you get the penalty shot and you don't score on that, you're right back to be them being on a power play. Exactly. With three minutes and change. So yes, you, you knock out two minutes right there. So that that was, and it wasn't. I don't think, like I said, I don't feel like it was a penalty shot. So I feel like they got it right. But then you had another opportunity. Logan O'Connor once again with yep. another opportunity on a, on a short, just flat out out hustling. Anaheim uh, you saw that puck just kind of scoot out and I have to believe Anaheim didn't really like do their homework on who Logan O'Connor is on the on the penalty kill for them because he is going after that puck yeah and he went and it would have been great if he buried it but I thought you know the the penalty kill looked good um your power play was one for four and I thought it looked okay I didn't think it didn't think it looked as dominant as it could be I feel like that's still an area that the Avalanche are are still trying to figure out. Um, and we're at the point of the season where we really shouldn't be figuring it out right now. I know we're not deep into the season, but it should be humming along a little bit better, better than it is. And I don't feel like the Avalanche got – I mean, these the entries were better, but I don't feel like the looks were all that better on the power for me anyway. it's bednar is also working with the looks and the members and the pieces of the two different units i know raijo has moved his way out of pp1 and i think you're seeing different guys go up there so you're seeing a little bit of a different look it's going to hit its refinement like one for four it's still 25 percent. it's not bad it's not bad but, but you want to build off that and you want to see that be the emphasis in practice and then you had uh, Tomas Tatar had a really good opportunity at a goal. He made a nice move. I don't. I'm not. I'm not set up with the move. Um, and the puck just rolled right off the the tip of his, his stick. Just couldn't get it up. It lifted up over a goalie pad for a goal. So you're just waiting for him to to come around with one. But um, I mean, he got an assist, so good for him. Just like everybody scored in this game, except for those few people. But you would just like to see him bury one because he's been struggling there for a little while yeah you love to see that avalanche fans are now looking for their next avalanche member they want to score and now it's tomas tatar everybody else yeah. is getting their goals now it's tatar and ross colton there again man like yeah dude is growing on me yeah. he's quickly <laughs> becoming one of my favorites oh god it's awesome to watch him play it really is so what's this mean heading into the weekend how are we feeling uh going up against dallas and of course, our sound check. We will get to that next. First, well, I put the wrong one up there. We can't do that. We have to put the FanDuel one up there. We already talked about game time. We don't want to talk about game time twice. This time, we are going to talk about FanDuel. And you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a $150 bonus if your team wins. So you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There is no better time to get in on the action. Obviously, we don't know right now what that spread is going to be between uh, the Avs and the Stars. The Avs have only been the underdog in the money line once this year so far, and that has been against Vegas. But that was a very close money line. They were the underdog. Going into Dallas, you're playing in Dallas. I'm going to think that they probably will be the underdog for the second time this season, but I'm interested to see what it will be. It'll probably be close. Yeah, I, I think you might be right there. 
So uh, the app is so easy to use, very secure, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season or the NHL season. And that's FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about Dallas. Um, how you feel? Like, I feel like you needed to, to at least feel like you're writing the ship heading into this game. You you couldn't be going into this game um, kind of, st- you know, still just unsure of things. And I know it's only two games, right? You know, you, you, you went up against Seattle. Um, you went up against Anaheim. You won them both. You played well in both. So is this one of like is this one of those things like how many games you need to feel like you're doing well heading into Dallas because it's you know this is a, a a league of ups and downs and right now you've had two good games in a row you've scored eight it's not easy to do and I know like I don't want to you know say give, give well use the back to back as that much of an excuse um, but what are you feeling you feeling like the abs are are they have to feel like they're more confident going into this game. They have. To. Yeah. As long as the avalanche look internally, like if you're talking about the Seattle win, they just lost to Edmonton. Nobody loses to Edmonton. And then you look at the ducks, but they have beaten teams. They're not supposed to beat, but the avalanche mm-hmm. just put eight on them. So you're looking, this is the best the abs have looked. This is exactly where you want to be. And this is a healthy team, except for Lekkonen. Like, this is what you want your team to look like, and you're going up against the Dallas Stars, which everybody, they're the clear, like, they're, as of right now, the the clear number one in the Central. So it's time to go get it back. And this is where you want to do it, in Dallas. This is the test. Like, you saw what you looked like against the defending Stanley Cup champion in Vegas. You're not there yet. Now this is time for the test number two. You put two games together that look really good, Dallas is your test, and you feel really, really good about where the Avalanche are sitting right now. And if you're looking at Dallas, um, they just were in a dogfight with with Arizona. Um, did they need the shootout? No, overtime winner. Matty Duchesne with the overtime winner scored it. But um, they, they not only needed to, to go into overtime, they needed a late third-period goal to tie it up. Um, and Arizona's no joke. Arizona's no. a much more improved team. So and and you know that is the last game that Dow- I don't think they're playing another game until Saturday. Let me check their schedule here. So you're saying um, two good rested teams for Saturday? They, huh? they have an extra. Yeah, that's it. They have an extra day rest. So uh, yeah, I mean that that's not. If it was like one day off for the Avalanche and and Dallas didn't play since Tuesday, it would be like come like who's making these schedules here? But the Avalanche are going to be well rested. Be well rested. Dallas is going to be well rested. So I think there's no excuses on that front. Um, and we'll see. I know Jared Bednar said uh, Josh Manson is day to day, so maybe he returns from that. If he doesn't, I think the Abs are still okay. I think Caleb Jones has been playing fantastic. Yeah. And now Pretty we day. get to talk about who gets to make this roster again because those decisions matter. Yeah. But I do. I feel like, you know, you've had two solid games um, after a rough week last week. So you do like it, you you have to get up for this game, even if you played poorly. 
even if you played good last week and then these last two games have been bad, you just get them out of your head because you you know how this is a big game. Not not in the, the grand scheme of like the entire season, uh, but this is what you do. Like you 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 compare yourself to the upper echelon of teams, no matter what division they're in. Yep. We did that against Vegas. That was a failure. So now here's your next opportunity. This one's against Dallas. When you're going up against the Rangers, you're going to compare yourself to them. Who else is in? Uh, uh, the Bru- Bruins are still crushing it. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, when you go up, you know what I mean? So this is what this is like the litmus test for where you you are and and what you need to improve on when you go against against teams like this. Not discounting the other teams. Not, you're not discounting uh, Anaheim or Seattle or anything like that, but you know this is your your dogfight for the season and you want to come out and you want to have a good showing yep. and you you know these last couple games that you did you you got to feel pretty good about heading into it yeah these are the little tests that prove the moves that you made in the off season who you let yeah. go was worth it like Erod and JT Comfer and you committed to this new style of avalanche team these are the tests to say yeah you made the right choice or Maybe we're going to be on a wing and a prayer for the rest of the season. Yeah. So let me see what the abs had for um, high danger shots in this game. Five. Five high danger shots for 14 medium danger shots. So continue that. Continue forcing the issue. And because uh, you got a good goalie that you're going up against in Dallas. So. All right, last bit of things to get to today, and that is our Locked On Avalanche sound check. Kyle and I pick one song each that best summarizes the most recent game, and these songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. And to find it, just search LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number three. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. So what do you got for this game, sir? The Avalanche and the Anaheim Ducks. After watching this effort against Anaheim, this team rallied together. Honestly, flip it. Like line four looked like line one. Line mm-hmm. three looked like line two. This team, top to bottom, goalies, defense, head coaching, they are now one. That's why I chose <laughs> 12 Stones, We Are One, the theme song for the Nexus, for the real ones. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, okay. This is a really good rallying, like the song, it's a rallying song where you're like, you believe in yourself and where you're going on this roadmap. This is what you want to do. You want to rally the troops, fire yourself up. You're going against Dallas in Dallas. This is a big test. They are one finally. So all those things that we were saying, like, yeah, like you, you feel like, even though it's like two games, sometimes it's all you need. You don't need like a full month of like, okay, show me that, you know, we're, we're back. You want consistency. But there's going to be losses mixed in here. Yep. But you don't want the losses to be seven to nothing blowouts or eight to two blowouts. Losses are going to be losses, but be competitive in those losses. And you kind of feel like, okay, even, you know, showing with these two games, Avalanche are kind of back together as, as one, as your song. So they have an identity. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, and that's big. Think, think if you're Dallas right now looking at this game. Say so, okay, like yeah, we know the Avalanche are good, but they, you know, they don't have that 
that top line, uh, you know, moniker right now anyway, because of what this depth did in this game. Yep. Which is why I am going with uh, Devin Townsend, who's mm. you know, one of my favorites. He has so many different. He's got Devin Townsend. Just that's it. He's got the Devin Townsend project and he's got the Devin Townsend band. Yep. <laughs> so this one's from the Devin Townsend band. And this song is called Depth Charge. There you because go. Of everything we were saying today, like this, this is, yeah, I, I, you know, the identity of this team is the, from just your average hockey fan is the stars. That's true for, you know, any team, any sport. Um, but watching this game, good God, you have to feel good about the depth. We, we, we liked the depth coming into this season. We thought they were a deeper team and at times they haven't shown it. For this one, it's no brainer that they were showing it. Now you just want to see that because they're going to need it. They're going to need it against the good teams like Dallas. You're going to need it when you get to the playoffs. But this game was just, like I said earlier, one of the best depth games I've seen them play in a very, very long time. Yeah, they, they've developed like zebra camouflage. You don't know where the scoring stops and ends. It's all just one unit, and it's yeah. one team, and you don't know where it's how you're going to match up line for line with this team. And that's the advantage the Avalanche have going in. Make it difficult. Make it difficult for the other team to match up with you. And you got to feel good about this one uh, heading into Dallas. So that's where we stand. All right. Um, we will be back tomorrow. We have, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about Pierre Lacroix yet. So we will definitely discuss him. And overtime is getting talked about a lot around the league. Is there some changes coming to overtime? We'll discuss that as well tomorrow on Locked on Avalanche. But for now, thank you for making this episode your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And like we said, make sure to follow us on our social media outlets. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked on Avalanche podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.